Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Good. Zero Powerlifting Podcast. We are back. I've been told to slow down because I talk too fast. So I'm going to try and talk slowly through this. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short episode because it's not a great deal to say on this subject, uh, but I'm going to uh, talk about one of the most beaten to death subjects there is in lifting, uh, which is heeled shoes versus flat shoes for squatting for the power lifter. Um, it is heavily beaten to death. I um, am really grateful that these days, especially in the last year, people are actually getting a good understanding of what a heeled shoe does. You know, in the past, there was kind of a, a, some bro science around it. There were some strange recommendations to do with it. Um, and so like it's, it's useful, it's valuable now that we are getting a little bit smarter about what these things do and what the implications of them are. Um, so I just want to talk to you through the difference between heeled shoes and flat shoes um, and then that will hopefully um, guide you towards what, what might be appropriate for you. So basically the major difference between a heeled shoe and a flat shoe is that a heeled shoe has an elevated heel. Hope that helps. Hit us up if you have any more questions. That's the episode. Just kidding. <laughs> you thought it was the actual end. Uh, no. Um, so obviously a heel, a, a raised heel um, is the difference, but the question is what does the raised heel do? And it affects the mechanics of the movement. So you imagine you're looking at a stick figure drawing. You've got the feet running sideways and then the body going straight up from the feet. If you elevate the heel, now the body is forward on an angle. But when you wear an elevated heel, you don't walk around or stand leaning forward. No, you're still standing upright. So imagine what you've done then. You've shifted your balance back uh, to accommodate being able to stand on two feet now that you've got an elevated heel. And so you've counterbalanced backwards. Uh, so that's going to then suggest that your body wants to travel forwards as you perform a squat. So everything's going to load forward. Your knees are going to shoot forward. You're going to be able to afford a more upright torso. It's going to essentially take some of the demand of stability around the hips and transfer it more to the knees, transfer it more anteriorly. And so with that said, a heeled shoe is going to feel really nice or an elevated heel is going to feel really nice the more anterior the load is. So if you are doing a high bar squat, a front squat, even a safety bar squat that's sitting relatively high or you're using a transformer bar where the, uh, bar, uh, the weight is shifted forwards, a goblet squat, whatever it may be, when you're using something that's more anteriorly loaded, a heeled shoe is going to be really nice because now the load wants to pull you forward and you're automatically counterbalancing backwards. That's why a heeled shoe feels really nice when you do an overhead press. The weight is in front of you, so if you can counterbalance backwards, now you're in a, a more centered position to press from. That's essentially what a lifting shoe does. So note what it doesn't do. It does not increase dorsiflexion. Like how can a shoe increase dorsiflexion? You've got a fixed amount of dorsiflexion, whether you are lying down, standing up, whether you are elevating your heels, whether you're elevating your toes, your dorsiflexion is fixed. So does it allow your knee to travel further forward? Well, yes, but it's not because of increased dorsiflexion, it's because of a change of the mechanics in the movement. And so it's mimicking increased dorsiflexion is a better way to look at it, which is going to be valuable if you cannot stabilize your brace and you cannot stabilize your hips. 
if you have a hard time maintaining your brace if you can't control your hips so your hips collapse it's going to make sense that if you travel further forward uh, that now you're going to be more balanced and you're going to be able to perform that movement to a uh, you know a higher degree of skill that's why people who suck at bracing i shouldn't say suck but people who struggle with bracing struggle at controlling their hips often cannot hit depth unless they're wearing an elevated heel once you elevate the heel shift that stabilizing demand anteriorly now all of a sudden you can use structures that are in more control that are a little bit stronger you can avoid positions that are weak and all of a sudden you can hit depth if you think about it from a purely physical perspective like purely physics right elevating the heel should make it harder to hit depth and i mean that in the sense that if your knees are traveling further forward your hips have to go into deeper flexion for you to hit powerlifting depth in a squat. So heels should make it harder to hit depth, not easier. If they make it easier to hit depth, it be means because there's a, an issue, a, a, a something going on in the system that you're having to avoid uh, in order to hit depth, right? Now, with all that being said, that doesn't mean that if you wear a heel and it feels really good, that your ultimate goal should be to switch to flats. Me talking about this often sounds like I'm suggesting everyone should be squatting in flats, and that's not what I'm suggesting at all. There are going to be people who, once all issues are accounted for, hip control is great, bracing is spot on, everything is perfect in the squat, will just feel better, perform better wearing a heeled shoe. And if you're a powerlifter, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. All that matters is your ability to express strength on the platform. If you do that better in a heeled shoe, wear a heeled shoe. Simple as that. Having said that, if you've arrived at a heeled shoe because of pre-existing issues that you haven't addressed, those issues are going to hold you back in the squat itself and in other movements, especially the deadlift. Um, and normally getting on top of those, you'll find that heels, heels eventually just start to feel wrong and that a transference to flats then starts to feel a little bit better. Again, that's not going to apply in all cases. It's going to change dependent on the stance, how long the person's been using that footwear, etc. Um, so again, heels are definitely not the devil. They have a time and a place. Uh, and even when they don't, on paper, if they feel better in practice, wear them. Simple as that. Um, I mean, I don't need to go into depth about the fact that it's a no-brainer that you don't wear runners when you're squatting because you're going to lose control and stability and power transfer through the sponginess of the sole. I, I think that uh, most people understand that relatively well. Um, but hopefully that gives you a reasonably good overview over what heels do. Um, and hopefully that helps you uh, find a uh, find why you might gravitate towards certain footwear. What I will say uh sometimes you'll work with a lifter especially new lifters and experienced lifters this happens with experienced lifters as well sometimes you'll work with a lifter or you may be this yourself that cannot physically perform a squat unless their heels are elevated and in the absence of a true ankle immobility issue which i'll talk about in, in a second if it's just purely control um, I would say that we don't want to look at that circumstance and say avoid using heels because your issues are so bad you need to get on top of the issues. I would say use heels to get on top of the issues. Like if you want to fix a squat, the best way to fix a squat is with a squat. So if you can change the mechanics of the squat and perform the squat better, you're going to build strength, resilience, stability in the movement itself. So when I'm working with lifters and I identify these, these missing, you know, um, uh, these weaknesses, these instabilities, and I feel like the uh, heel is providing a crutch, 
there's nothing wrong with a crutch. Like if we can use the crutch to foster better technique, control, stability, work on weaknesses through cueing and then through other exercises, um, we can fast track this person's success. We can fast track their ability to get on top of those weaknesses. So if you are or a lifter is using heels as a crutch, not necessarily a bad thing. It just comes down to what are you working towards? The last thing I'll say on this, um, a lot of people play the ankle mobility card. I don't have ankle mobility, therefore I can't squat, therefore I need to elevate the heels. I would 100% agree with that when it is a true ankle mobility issue. In my experiences, in my experience, I've worked over well over, I've worked with well over a thousand years, uh, well over a thousand lifters in the last 10 years. I can think of four lifters who truly come to mind that had genuine squat issues because of their ankles. Ankle problems are probably a little bit more rare than um, what they're made out to be. And oftentimes that lack of ankle control is more representative of something that's happening upstream at the hips. Like oftentimes you'll, uh, a lifter will exhibit what looks to be poor ankle mobility, but when you actually test the mobility of the ankle with a, uh, a knee to wall or something like that, they pass with flying colors, but they just cannot bend their knee forward when they do a squat or a deadlift. Uh, a lot of the time that comes down to something to do with the hips that we can address. When it is a true ankle immobility issue, when the, when the ankle truly won't move very well, heels, no brainer chuck them on because then the person is going to be able to present in the squat uh, much more efficiently um, and it tends to take load off structures which might then get uh, problematic so for example if you can't bend your knees forward uh, you're going to end up folding in half uh, this can really really load up the back so people with poor ankles or poor knees that can't travel forward tend to end up with lower back or hip issues um, hopefully that helps any questions on the heels versus flat thing Hit us up, send us a message. Always happy to talk further. I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.